Good morning. It's great to see you this morning, and I'm feeling very loud coming through the fold back. Um, just thought I'd say that. Is that going to cause less problems? No. Let's just see if they can stop me squeaking. It's the joints, you know, that squeak. <laughs> It's really good to see you. And as we become to our worship this morning, everyone is welcome. And our theme of our service is we're starting a new theme, made in the image of God. Each one of us, every one of us, are made in the image of God. Whether you're young or old, whether you have health problems or fit, whether you're white, black, come from whatever nation, you are made in the image of God. None better than the other. And we're going to be unpacking that as our service goes on this morning and seeing how we are special to God. Now, before we start the service, I want to just show you, you remember last week, those of you here, we did some raindrops for our pain and petals for our thanksgiving. Well, they have been made into something, and during the first song, they're going to be put on the wall. But firstly, the raindrops is this one here. And the recognition that our pain often feels like a cloud pouring out, and we feel... So down. And then our thanksgiving to God. You remember last Sunday, we did so much to thank God for his great love and all that God has done for us. And this was what was created with the petals you put in place for thanksgiving. Well done to the children and to Hannah who made those happen. Thank you, Samuel and Burnt. And so as we come to worship, recognising that all of us are welcome in this place, in the book of Revelation it says these words. This is on the last days. After this I looked... And before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes and holding palm tree branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels are standing around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Our first song. We have used before, but let's sing it together. Look at the words carefully as they come up. Let us build a house where love can dwell. Let's stand as we sing this, recognizing all are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome in this place. All are welcome in this place. We have a good, good father. A teacher set the challenge to her students to draw anything they like. And as the teacher wandered around the classroom seeing what children were drawing, she came across one picture she couldn't quite recognise. And she said to the student, what are you drawing? 
And the student replied, I'm drawing a picture of God. The teacher said, well, that's impossible. Nobody looks like, nobody knows what God looks like. And the student replied, they will when I finish my picture. <laughs> this morning we start that series, Made in God's Image. And if you look around today, you will find there are people that look a bit like you and there are people who look nothing like you. But every one of us is made in the image of God. I know it will disturb many people when I say God is not a white man. God is not a white man. God is something amazing and every one of us is made in the image of God and whatever background we come from, we are equal in the eyes of God and he is our good, good father. In Genesis it says, God said, let us make mankind in our image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We always think of God only as male. Yet, we are all, male and female, created in the image of God. And then Galatians, Paul writing to the Galatian church says this, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, there is neither male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And so if you're young, you're made in the image of God. If you're old, you're made in the image of God. Well, I hadn't knowingly looked at you, but if you want to wear that, well, that's fine. If you're clever, and I'm not looking at Sarah now, <laughs> you are made in the image of God. If you struggle with learning, you are made in the image of God. If you're white British, you're made in the image of God. If you're African descendants, a Caribbean, a person of colour, somebody who comes from Asia or any other part of the world, or your descendants too, you are made in the image of God. And we are all one. I'm sorry that in this nation, many people are made to feel like second-class citizens, as if they do not have equal worth. But in the church, in God's eyes, everyone has equal worth. There are some people who get very upset about those who take the knee. I'm going to say something now, and if you're upset with me, fine. While my sisters and brothers in Christ, whilst anyone can't travel on a train in this country without having monkey noises made, cannot walk through the streets of this town without being humiliated or attacked for their background, I am prepared to take the knee because it is injustice and it is not right. God does not want anyone to be second class. God wants all of us to be equal in the eyes of God. What does it mean to be made in God's image? It means that everyone has the God stamp on their life. In a moment, we're just going to listen to a video or a song. I can't remember quite what format it's ended up in, which talks about us being equal. Whilst we listen to that, let us pray. Let us pray for our sisters and brothers. Let us pray for those who are hurt because they're not treated as the creation God made them. Let us listen to this 
that we as a church will break the cultures of our community and we will be a place where all are welcome as equals in this place. There's something very special about blessing one another. Often we say, bless you, my brother, bless you, my sister. And with this song, we're going to invite you to bless one another. Just practice. Just turn to the person on the left and say, God bless you. Yeah. Turn to the person on the right and say, may the Lord richly bless you. Well, I'm going to invite Haley to come and do the notices. But as she makes her way in, I have been asked. It's lovely to see so many of you here this morning, but I am aware that many are still watching and I have been asked, please can I wave because I haven't waved for such a long time online and in the building. So thank you for all of you waving to me here and thank you to all of those of you who are waving at home. It's been, I don't know about you, but it's been lovely over the last few weeks to see people coming back. And I've just, it's just, I've been blessed this morning talking to some people that I haven't seen for such a long time. So may you be blessed as we have been singing. And uh, Hayley, over to you. Um, just a couple of notices for today. Um, first of all, after the morning service, we have got teas and coffees and cold drinks back. What I would ask is, though, um, once you've grabbed your drink, please make the most of this really warm weather stay and take your drinks outside on the forecourt, chat to people out there, just sort of spread about. Um, but yeah, so grab yourself a drink after the service. This evening, we have again our 6pm service in person. This week, we're focusing on prayer, so please do come along in person at 6pm. This Wednesday, we are starting our Wednesdays at RBC programme. For those of you who have taken part over these last 18 months, we've been doing all of that on Zoom. This Wednesday, we are going to be in person. So please do come along. Um, we're going to start at 7.45, and then we'll do some study and break into groups together. If, though, you're unable to come in person um, and would need to do it on Zoom, please can you contact the church office, because that's something we're looking into at the moment. But for everybody else, please do come along. If you've not grabbed a notice sheet this week yet, there's one out in the um, welcome area, and that's got a list of all the dates of when we're meeting for Wednesdays at RBC. So please do come along this Wednesday at 7.45. We've got a wellbeing walk again this week. It's Thursday at 9.45. You're going to meet in the car park as you normally do, and then you're going to walk through to the bandstand, have a time of reflection, and head back here for a tea, coffee, cake, whatever you'd like in the meeting place. As always, you can do part of the walk, half of the walk, some of the walk, um, it's totally up to you, but I know Jan would love to see you. And then finally, there is a holiday at home event, and that is on Thursday, the 30th of September. There's more information you can get from Vicky, but please do book yourself a place if you'd like to take part. Thank you. And if you haven't got a notice sheet and there aren't any left, Please come on Wednesday. We will make sure that we let you have the list of dates available for what's going to be happening over the forthcoming Wednesdays at RBC. Um, our children and young people are going to go out. And if you make your way out through the door, I understand Hannah, oh, you can get, oh, you get, are you going to tell them now or when they get out? Yep, feel free. Come on up. I didn't know if you've got a microphone. Lovely. Use that one. Hello church, <clears throat> I have some very good news, Sunday school is back today, oh be excited, Sunday school's back today, <laughs> okay, if you have, if you have a, um, um, if you have a little one or if you have a toddler, creche is open now, it's out in the room just next door to the church um, hall, um, Joe and uh, Yvonne will be out there with some toys. You can also watch the service out there on the TV. You're more than welcome to take your little ones out at any point during the service, if that's what you need. Um, for Sunday school, we have Mimi and Doreen, who is doing bronze, Kingdom Kids Bronze today. They are upstairs in the pine room, so you go out to the hall and go up the staircase past the kitchen. Those are for children that are aged two and a half 
to four-year-olds. In silver, we have Becky and we have Janet. Those are for children aged five to seven-year-olds. They are in all the cedar room, which if you go out of the church and then go up the stairs just before the hall, they're at the top of the stairs. If you are... Um, if you are a child aged eight to nine years old, you are in gold. You are in the hall with Carmen and Angela. And if you are a young person in secondary school and also in year six and sixth form, you guys are going to be out in the youth lounge with myself and with Kaya. That's a lot of information. I'll just be over there if you get stuck. <laughs> So, let's see you take your notes, huh? And that's it. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Hannah. So, if the children and young people want to make their way out, and if by any chance you've lost any of those instructions, be assured you won't be abandoned out there. You will get sorted into the right area that you need to go to. So, thank you. And it continues to be a joy, doesn't it, as we continue to see our families and young people and children head out to the various activities. We do want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has volunteered to help restart um, our, summer, our activities for our children and young people. But please, it's not too late. If you still feel that you're able to serve, if not every week but on an occasion, please do speak to Hannah. We do still... Um, value and would value some extra support and help um, for the weeks going forward. We also want to say thank you for your continued giving. We know there's an offering box there, there's two out in the hallway and there's the contactless payment option as well. As well as online, you have the option there on the website and via bank transfer. We have so many ways which we can give to God and we're going to say thank you to God for all that he uses that money for, both here and across our world. And we're also then going to continue with our prayers of intercession. So can I invite you to pray with me? Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that as we've just been singing that the words of the blessing, that you pour out a blessing upon us day after day after day. And Lord, in what we are able to give to you, be it small coins or a larger amount, Father God, we pray that you will use it in all ways for all things in order to give, your, to give you honor and glory, but also to make your name known, not just here in this church or in this town, but across our world through the mission partners that we work alongside. And so, Father God, we thank you. We thank you that we can give back to you. We thank you for that reminder of the uh, illustration that we did last week to say thank you for the, all that you have done for us. Lord, you love us, you bless us. We are your children, and for that, we thank you. And Father, as we continue to thank you, Lord, we give thanks to you for the fact that you continue to be with those brothers and sisters who just are going through a difficult time. Lord, as well as the people who we have named on our notice sheet, Lord, we pray a blessing upon those that we know and are heavy on our hearts. Father God, be alongside each and every person. For those who are struggling with health, with uncertainty about what their future health may be as they wait for hospital appointments. Father God, for all those who are having routine appointments or are at the hospital this week for whatever reason or who've just come out of hospital or recovering from other long-term or short-term illness, Lord, we thank you that we can remember them at this time in our prayers. And we pray too for those for whom there has been a recovery. We thank you for their regaining of strength and Lord, we pray a blessing upon them too. And Father God, we remember those for whom this time is a sad time. Father God, we recognize that people have lost and continue to lose loved ones. As Father, we gathered here on Friday to give thanks for the life of God. And Lord, we pray you'll continue to be with Anne and the wider family and the friends of those who have been touched by his passing, by his call, being called home to be with you. We pray for Hannah and the family and her recent bereavement and for Feli and Dugan and Jayla and their family too. 
We pray for those that we know in our own lives. And we pray for um, the family of Anne Smith, who we have been informed has passed away this recently too. Lord, be with them, we pray. Father God, as we think about those who are struggling, those who are sad, we pray for our world where there is so much uncertainty. We do pray for the country of Afghanistan, but we pray for the many other countries where there is devastation, where because of war or environmental devastation or because of persecution or where people have had to leave their homes, Father God, we pray for safety. We pray for peace. We pray for our governments. We pray for those who have to make decisions that are so hard and can have such a devastating impact on the lives of others. Father God, we thank you for organizations and charities such as BMS World Mission who are committed to supporting people who are in places of difficulty as well as they journey towards peace and opportunity. Father God, we pray for our mission partners who are in difficult places who because of continued restrictions because of COVID are finding it hard to do that work that you have called them to do. Lord, we pray a blessing upon them too. And Lord, we recognize as we see our news that refugees are continuing to travel across our world, out of danger and into a place which is safe. But Lord, we know that there are dangers along the way too. And so we pray for the decisions that are made that impact on them. Father God, we thank you that as we've already declared this day, that you love us whoever we are, wherever we were born, whatever kind of person we've grown into, whatever age we may be, Lord God, we thank you that we are all made by you and in your image. And we thank you that together in this place and as we watch online, we can say the words that you taught your disciples to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And Bernd and Cheryl are going to come and share our reading with us this morning. Thank you both. I wish I could give you a page number, but it's printed, so mine is page number one. <laughs> Genesis 1, 27 to 31. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves in, on the ground. Then God said, I will give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that all he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, 
locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. And all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the time set had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Thank you. And we're going to stand and sing again uh, before Ian comes and shares God's word with us. One is the body. Thank you. Please do sit down. Don't you love typos? Uh, did you notice the typo in the last verse? Gifts have been given. A call to his service are women and me. Of course, it should have said men, but actually... Me would have been the right answer there. Each of us are called into the service of God. We're called because God has made us in his image. Made in the image of God. There's a lot in the news and a lot about identity theft these days, isn't there? We need to make sure that we keep our data secure so that nobody takes our identity. And there's always fear that somebody will take your identity and set up accounts in your name with your identity. And so we are careful with the letters, we shred them, we get rid of anything with our information on, and you've also got the whole... Uh, sort of information uh, gatherings, uh, data, laws that we got to keep to, and I've forgotten what they're called for some reason. But anyway, identity theft is something we're afraid of. Why anybody else would want to be Ian, I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, there may well be. <coughs> Maybe you've done that other thing, you have looked on the internet to see who you are. On the internet. Well, if you look me up, I am a consultant doctor in Derbyshire. I would worry if I was about to treat you, because I do not know how a body fits together. I'm also a scout leader. Well, that's people who have got my name. And we're careful with our name. We're careful with who we are. But for some reason, we have forgotten who we really are. Many people like that television program, Who Do You Think You Are? Where a celebrity will be helped by people who are used to looking at ancestry to go through their history and they normally find a shady character in their past and an important person in their past because it won't make a great television if it was just Aunt Mabel or they already knew with apologies to Aunt Mabel who I'm sure is a very nice person 
But as they go through their course, they are struck by the power or the stories of their ancestors and who they are. And they think they then now know who they are as a result of finding out their history and their story. Our identity starts with the fact that we are made in the image of God. Everything else that we think is important is nowhere as important as starting at that place. We have a God fingerprint on our lives. There's some of my past I am really proud of. I am proud that I come from Devon. You know, I come from the promised land. I am proud about where I grew up. I'm not proud about my home football team because they can't play football for toffees. But even if they were playing the toffees, they can't play very well. But they just, you know, that's not what... But actually who I am starts with the fact that I know I am Devonian with a very Devonian mother but a father who comes from the home counties. So I'm now starting to get confused already. Who do you think you are, though? Starts with the most important thing that every one of us has been created in God's image. Every one of us. And the reading that Burnt read starts, had these words. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the flesh of the sea and the birds in the sky over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then he looked at it and said, it is good. Yes, God, when he created humankind, mankind, in his image, women and men from every tribe, nation, in the whole world, God looked at them and said, it is good. You are good. You are a good creation made by God. We are image bearers of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have a God fingerprint in our lives. And therefore, we have a likeness to God. Now, I've got to be really careful what I say because my daughter is watching this service. I know because she WhatsApp me when Vicky waved. But my daughter's watching this service, so I've got to be very careful. But one of the things that if anybody ever meets my son, they look at him and they look at me and say, we know whose son he is. <laughs> He's a chip off the old block and I'm the old block. And he has taken to growing his hair really long and it's gone long and dark and curly so he doesn't look like... He's grown a beard so he doesn't look like me. But still people, when we see us together, say, we know whose dad his is. Of course, our daughter has got her mother's beauty. But I'm not going there today. But when we talk about being in the image of our heavenly father, that's not about a likeness, a visual likeness. Because if we're all made in the image of God, we look very different from each other, don't we? But it's about having an essence of God's creation within us. What's that mean? Well, 
God has put his spirit within us. God has put his spirit within us. We have feelings, emotional beings, aren't we? And some of us may be a bit over-emotional at times, but we are emotional beings. That's something of godliness within us. We have potential. We are creative. The God who created the heaven and earth and created us put into us a creative gene. We can create things. No other animal does. Other animals have habits. Beavers seem to know the, how to do, stop floods better than anybody else. But we have a creative spirit within us. Some of those people are more creative than others. Don't you look at people who can paint and think, wow, I wish I could do that. Others who can create all sorts of things. But that is part of being in God's image. We have a knowledge of good and evil. And we are descendants and heirs of the living God. Being made in God's image is not about intellect, status, giftings, background, gender, wealth, or health. It's not about some are better than others. Some are more like God than others. It is about every one of us being image bearers. Whether you have skills or not, maybe you have additional needs or a disability, you are still in God's image and a bugbearer mind. Why does a disabled person have to do something exceptional to be accepted? Because they are made in God's image. They should be accepted as equal at all times. Let us pause for a thought for a moment. If what the Bible says about us is true, how does this make you feel about yourself? You are made in the image of God, lovingly created, and with a God fingerprint on your life. How does that make you feel about yourself right now? you're a miracle we know how the biological part of it works but that's not what makes us who we are God's breath and God's creative power makes us who we are so how do you feel about yourself right now you are a created being in the image of God Maybe you came this morning thinking I'm worthless. I have no value. But you do. You do. And if what we feel about ourselves is true that we are created in God's image and we are special. How does that mean that we should treat others? The hungry, the needy, refugees who are fleeing a nation for fear and are prepared to take risks with their families because they are running away from something that is broken. The broken, and the successful. What is our view of all these people? If we are image bearers of God and we have a relationship with Jesus, we'll come back to that in a moment, then we should be loving others as Christ loved us.
That means there are some things that actually we could describe as sinful. Racism. It's sinful. We are criticizing a creation of God. Intolerance is sinful. That is God's creation. And how many other people groups have we demonized as we have been fed through our media and all those sorts of places about the awful things that are allegedly happening? Yet these people who a paper is clear to demonize are made up of people who are made in the image of God. So we're made in the image of God. But we have taken the creativeness and sadly we have corrupted it, haven't we? Yes, we are made in the image of God, but you know what? God doesn't show out very well on some of us, on all of us probably. It's like going to the fun fair and going through those mirrors that distort you every way. I found mirrors that make me look thin. Mirrors that make me look good looking. Just get the right mirror, it's okay. But they do not give the true image. And in one way, as us, as the mirrors of God, we're not giving the true image. Our reflection of our image is corrupted by our sin, by our rebellion, by our desire to be different from what God created us to be. This is nothing new. It started with Adam and Eve in the garden. And they used blame of everybody else to justify their actions, didn't they? It wasn't me. And we could go through countless illustrations of those who have corrupted the image bearers that they are with a desire for power, a desire for independence, a desire to use our bodies and our lives in ways that God did not design us to do. Be that the abuse of our bodies or seeking thrills or our own agendas. But with all that, it still does not change the essence of what we actually are. We are still created in God's image. We are still loved. And we are redeemable. Our lives distract, but they do not change the substance of who we are. place where Vicky and I walk every so often, we pass somebody and their car. They're always doing something to their car. Maybe you know somebody like this. They're always tampering with it. The owner is a young man and he's always changing it. Changes the exhaust and then he changes the paintwork. He lowers the suspension, changing it so that it will um, apparently go faster. He changes the lights. He puts film on the windows and the body's work. A week later, he's taking it off again. However, with all that he does to this car, car all the changes he does, I've not yet had the courage to tell him it is still a Ford Fiesta. His improvements are so it makes it more it makes more noise. It feels different. It makes it more exciting. And it reduces the its ability to get over the speed bumps. And it seems to be seemingly less reliable for every modification he does. But it is still a Ford Fiesta. 
And we're exactly like this. All the changes we do, the improvements that we think we're doing to our lives, all the things we have done and maybe we have done and feel that we have messed up our lives today, I have good news for you. Underneath everything, you are still made in God's image. Still made in God's image. Isn't that good news? You haven't been able to mess it up. You're not that powerful. And Jesus came. Our Lord came to restore us to the image of God. To redeem us. In the book of Hosea, we have this right. Return to the Lord for he will revive us. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, we're encouraged by Paul to press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. And so to finish where we started today, we are all made in the image of God. alongside restoring the individual, which God still does. And if anybody wants to know that today, let me tell you, God can and will restore you. But Jesus also came to restore the creative order that had become so messed up through people wanting power, and people to bow to them. Paul, writing in Galatians, says there's neither Jew nor Gentile. No nationalities. Neither slave nor free. Nor male or female. Of course, I'm male and others here are female. What God is saying here is we are all one. We're all equal. We all have value. We all have gifts. We can all be used by God. Because you and me and Giddy on the cymbals, we're all made in the image of God. And if we believe that, challenge is to live differently. Live as a child of God and care for every other image bearer that God has given us. I want to ask you at the end of the service, do you see yourself differently? Do you? You could describe yourself. I've got people who phone me up every so often. They say, hi Ian, it is only. No one's an only. We're created in the image of God. That makes you special. My sisters and brothers in Christ, thank you for being image bearers. And I believe God is putting something in this church's heart that we are going to be so countercultural as we truly learn what it is to be heaven here on earth. That passage I read from Revelation at the beginning, which talks about people from every tribe and nation coming together to worship the King of Kings. I want to be there. If you're able, would you please stand with me as we come to prayer? You are created in the image of God.
You are special. And God wants to redeem you because of his son dying on a cross. And to put his Holy Spirit into you. That you know you are one of God's family. And Lord, today, I just pray for each and every person here that we will again know that we were created in God's image. That we will know you made us special along with people from every nation, background. And Lord, today, we pray that we will see ourselves differently and all we meet. Because Lord, we don't want to wait till that final call before we start to worship you in the way you have called us to tribes, nations, people who are equal, worshipping you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Those who are created in the image of God, that's all of us. May you know God's presence with you. May his peace fall upon you. May you be filled with his Holy Spirit. And as we go from this place, may we go as saints who are marching out to do his work. And may the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen.